Hello, I'm attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. All of our fees are based on a sliding scale, which is based on your income. So the less you make, the less you have to pay. On today's episode, I want to be discussing what happens if you have an alleged victim in your criminal case in Massachusetts, and that person want, doesn't want to go forward. Can the charges be dropped? Well, let's take a look at things. Uh, so in some cases, uh, some criminal cases, there is an alleged victim in the case. Um, in some cases, there is not. Uh, for instance, a possession of drugs case, there's no alleged victim. Uh, an OUI case, there's not an alleged victim. But in cases such as uh, assault and battery on a family or household member, which is the domestic violence statute, or assault and battery, or um, theft from a person, or any number of other things, oftentimes there is an alleged victim in the case. A lot of times we get asked or, or we're told uh, by our clients, hey, so-and-so doesn't want to, she wants to drop the case, uh, the case should be dismissed. Well, it, it doesn't work like that in the criminal justice system. The alleged victim does not have the right to drop charges against you. Um, once the police get called out to a case, uh, it's the government's case to, to take and to proceed as they see fit. So the police come out, they either arrest somebody or some action is taken. Uh, let's say they arrest somebody, uh, you <laughs> in this case, uh, and then that case is passed off to the district attorney's office. And then the district attorney's office is in charge of proceeding with that case, as they say, as they see fit. Now, if uh, the alleged victim comes forward and says, I don't want to go forward, I want to drop the case, it's still up to the DA's office whether to dismiss the case or not. Um, now, having said that, the victim input, the alleged victim's input into the case has a great deal to do with how they will handle your case. So, for instance, if they have an alleged victim that comes in and says, let's say it's a domestic violence situation, uh, a person comes in and says, I'm really afraid of that person. They hurt me. Uh, I, I'm in fear for my safety. I, I, I don't want them to get out. I want them to go to jail. That's a whole different situation than if they have someone coming in and saying, it was just a big misunderstanding. He never hit me. It's never happened before or something along those lines. So even though they don't have to, uh, they're not obligated to drop the case, even if the victim wants to drop the case, uh, if they have a less cooperative witness, it's going to impact on uh, everything they do and how they proceed against you. So what happens also is if um, in a situation like that, oftentimes it's uh, only you and the alleged victim that are percipient witnesses. That just means people who have seen or heard or through their senses have observed what took place uh, on the night in question, on the day in question. So if the other person, if the alleged victim uh, doesn't show up to testify at trial, say, then the Commonwealth doesn't have any other evidence to go forward to prosecute you. Uh, so that's if that's only in the situation where there's not a third party witness or surveillance tape or some other some other evidence that they can use uh, to prosecute you. So if the alleged victim doesn't show up, they don't have a case. Another situation that arises is sometimes the alleged victim says uh, the alleged victim will have what they call a Fifth Amendment privilege uh, and, and does not want to testify. That means that if they testify, their testimony could tend to incriminate them 
in a criminal matter, expose them to some criminal liability. Uh, and in that case, they don't want to testify because they don't want to run the risk of they themselves being charged. And it's their Fifth Amendment right, as it is to, for everybody, to they cannot be forced to testify if that testimony would incriminate them. So they may show up uh, and say, I don't, I don't want to testify. It's, it seems like they have a Fifth Amendment. They would be assigned an attorney to speak to about their Fifth Amendment rights. And if indeed they have a Fifth Amendment issue, whether they want to invoke that privilege and refuse to testify, uh, or sometimes they have a Fifth Amendment privilege and want to testify anyway because they want to see you punished somehow through the criminal justice system. So even if the person uh, wants to uh, drop the case, uh, they can't drop the case, but sometimes we can get around that because they have uh, they, they won't be able to make their uh, only witness testify against you. So um, in short, the witness can't stop the case from going forward, even if they come back and they say, I, I you know, I lied about it. I, nothing, nothing, nothing like that happened. Um, it has to basically has to be pushed forward to a trial. Uh, and at that time, a trial, if the victim doesn't show up or if the victim shows up and has a, a Fifth Amendment privilege uh, or, or a marital privilege, if the two of you are actually legal and married or something along those lines, they can refuse to testify and the case would have to be dismissed unless the Commonwealth has some other evidence that they can introduce. So that's sort of the uh, um, long and short of witnesses that, that uh, want to, or victims that want to drop their case. Um, we get that kind of question all the time. It seems unfair uh, a lot of times. It doesn't seem logical. It seems like if the, if the alleged victim, if the person that's involved doesn't want to go through, the government shouldn't go through with it uh, by you know, granting their wishes and, and, not and not pursuing it. From an overall societal point of view, uh, they don't necessarily, it, that's not necessarily allowed because sometimes victims are just afraid to testify. They don't want to go forward. The government still has the option to hold people accountable, even if the uh, persons involved uh, sort of uh, want to back away and, and not go forward. So that's the, the long and short of that. Uh, as I say, at Afford Law, we do practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. All of our fees are based on a sliding scale, which is based on your income. And that means the less money you make, the less money you pay in fees. We're trying to give voice in the courtroom to the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. Please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. Uh, we have a lot of information there for you. While you're there, feel free to uh, book a free virtual appointment with me. I would be happy to answer any specific questions you have on your criminal or family law question in Massachusetts. Uh, at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you. <laughs>